10 years, three boys, one question, are we friends? Hello, and welcome (laughs) to the second part of an episode which happened the first part of which in this first (laughs) half of the week. Um. I what? am your co-host. What did you just say? <laughs> Something about first Taylor. half of the week. I'm your co-co-host, Brian. Uh, I'm, I'm, I <laughs> am. I, 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 <laughs> I am Jorge. And this is the show called Are We Friends? Because I forgot to mention that before. We're about three boys who've known each other for about 10 years and they go through their interests one at a time to see if they are actually still friends anymore or if it's just inertia. This is part two of our Harry Potter episode with our fabulous guest, Shannon Reagan. I prefer Yay! to be known as Lord Voldemort. Oh who will now, my for the rest of the episode, she only be must... referred to as she who must not be named. Ooh, <laughs> she. Like yes, queen. Oh. I feel like you could have done better with, or is it only inertia? You could have done like that. Was the one line I thought he was gonna. I thought he was gonna mess with that too. It was like, or is it inertia continuum? I also yeah, like did, some but yeah. exactly. You guys, that's so hard. Can you guys imagine J.K. Rowling just coming up with all of these spells? She, what did she do? How did she come up with these? She just bastardized other right languages. I th- I'm pretty yes. sure. I'm 99 percent sure Avada Kedavra <laughs> is from Abracadabra at least. You're 99 percent sure because I'm 100 percent sure. I think I'm 110 percent sure. That that's exactly really right. like. It's very close to being oh, super lame, no, no, but I really it's like awesome. it. Awesome! It rides that line hard, yeah. but it falls into it's awesome as, every it's time. It's as close as you can get without it being absolutely super lame. Yeah. So. Continuing so on we from were, where we were. <laughs> yeah, oh, we no. are just getting to book four, The Goblet of Fire. The last book Jorge read. Like, probably. La Copa de Fuego. Probably. You read it in English, though. Wait, yeah, wait I what don't... is the title in Spanish? <laughs> no, I... no, no. He, he bastardized it. He bastardized it. I said La Copa de Fuego, which means the cup of fire. <laughs> the cup of because fire. I don't know what the word for goblet is in Spanish. Uh, <laughs> So, Hori, you you had mentioned in our last episode that uh, you read uh, the first three books in Spanish, right? So, is Harry Potter called Harry Potter in Spanish, or did they, like, Hispanicize his name? Harry Potter's always Harry Potter. Okay. I don't appreciate the term Hispanicize. Uh, I will say something interesting about Harry Potter they don't see always is, you know how they have, like, fairly unique artwork for all their books? Yes. They changed the artwork depending on which country the book's being released in. Yeah, the like, UK, pretty drastically. The really? UK and the United States have two different artists, like Oh yeah, very much. So oh, shit. the the books that we've seen, the US ones, are done by a completely different illustrator than the UK yeah. ones. But that continues to be Which the case is, um... in every country it comes out with. So the, the Harry Potter I oh. know is quite different from the Harry Potter y'all know. Yeah. This also brings into one of my favorite points of localization. Um, so Jim Dale, who is British, yes. I'm going to say English because I'm not sure. And I think all uh, of our favorite narrators for the Harry Potter, Potter audiobooks. Yet the, Jim the Dale. Harry Potter Jim people Dale. refer to him as the North never... American audiobook narrator. Jim Dale? Yeah. They don't call him wow. the American. They call him the North American Yeah. So, well, it's, he's the guy be, that Canada that got, too. Sorry, uh, a little bit. 
of a notice for all North Americans out here. I was going to say. Uh, pretty much everywhere else in the world, when they're specifically referring to North America, North they America. say North America instead of America. It's only within yeah. North America that we just call things American. That we just go, America, because fuck <laughs> But there's, there's other countries that even consider there to be a different number of continents, because they don't, like... Yeah, it's 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 more complicated elsewhere. Yeah, no, that, that well, makes sense. Well, so definitely back on the point of um, localization. Why so Stephen Fry uh, reads the audiobooks for the UK release of the audiobooks, and we have Jim Dale. Both <sighs> these it, men dude. are English. Okay. Are However, a fun little anecdote about Stephen Fry between him and J.K. Rowling is in the first book, uh, there's the phrase "Harry pocketed it," and Stephen Fry just could not say that phrase. <laughs> he just. He pocketed it. He pocketed it. He pocketed it. And so he asked, he asked J.K. Rowling, like, for uh, it's an unabridged audiobook recording, but for the love of God, can I please just say he put it in his pocket? And J.K. Rowling went, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Just completely so, fair. Ap- apocryphally, apocryphally, uh, she put the phrase, he pocketed it in every single it, other it, Harry it, Potter it, book it, after uh, that. <laughs> How dare you, Stephen Fry? Earlier way, today, Jim Dale, number one, number one. I'm so sorry, everyone. Number one, best one. Oh, he's he's amazing. Yeah. Jim Dale's the best. Stephen I, I, Fry and him both had to do literally hundreds of voices for each book, and like J.K. Rowling would take some voices out and add some voices in each book that she wanted them to do, but Jim Dale still just. Best voices, man. So he kills it. I'm surprised you guys talking about this, but uh, I was actually in the restroom earlier today, and through the restroom (laughs) wall, I was hearing (laughs) Shannon listen to that thing that she talked about in the last episode, a history of magic. magic. Yes, Mm -hmm. in which I heard uh, Jim Dale talking about how, and he agrees that Stephen Fry feels the same way about him with this, uh, that when they're doing the voices for the different characters in the Harry Potter novels and whenever they're doing audiobooks that they feel that what they need to do is like give voices to them sure but like not overact it because you need to stay yeah. out of the way of the listener no, the doesn't. same way you stay out of the way of the reader and it's just he like really you doesn't. let them still use their imagination you know you don't like the last thing you want to hear is for them to say like oh what accent is that or like oh they're doing such a good job of doing this voice like yeah. So something I don't think something I don't think I've ever it's told really you guys like... is when I was a kid. Um, well, I told you guys last episode that my dad worked for Borders. What I didn't tell you is that I've met Jim Dale. <gasps> uh, I'm so jealous. The uh, I forget I what the name him. of the mall is, but it's the mall in Maryland uh, where the Dave oh, and Buster's is. You're in at that, I I know, but I went there to meet Jim Dale. That's there was fair. a Borders in that mall That's until fair. Borders went belly up. Which is actually because of Amazon, but we'll get into that another time. I thought you said it was because of Jim Dale. I was like, wow, oh my God. No, but uh, I, 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 I was there. I witnessed a Jim Dale reading, and he had people come up and like experiment with voices, and he had them mm-hmm. experiment the voice for Professor Sprout. Like, you know, he had a really nice evocative passage. Like, you know, you kind of get a characterization of uh, Professor Sprout here. Like, what would you do for the voice? And he had everyone come up and, you know, read what they thought they would be in. Like, yes, these are all correct, and that's the point. Um, and yeah. he was really, really cool. He was a cool, cool guy. And I was like t- 12, maybe 13 when I met him. He was really, it was, it was amazing. Specifically what he says in the history of magic thing is that if people noticed, or I, I guess it's Stephen Fry saying it, is if people noticed what voices they were doing, it would be like if you were reading the book and certain passages were like 
bigger letters or like red or yellow or green and it's like oh that's a very good point yeah you don't want to notice very smart. Yeah. okay so moving yeah, on into yeah. the goblet of fire first oh, thing i want to cover all of a sudden this is the <laughs> one where <laughs> sorry what was that to be fair on our side of the recording we do have a few different types of drinks Cooking was, up as if they were potions. That was the top sure. popping off of my cocktail shaker for no discernible reason. Oh, that's incredible. Magic. No. I like to think yeah, that magic. we're not alcoholics. We're luscious. Okay. Oh, that's I true. was I was doing a levitating charm. It's fine. are yeah. eccentric. So don't judge us for our magic. Judge yourself for your own. Uh, Co- Copa de Fuego or yes. whatever. What? Um, anyways. <laughs> I don't know. When it comes to the Goblet of Fire, I'm looking at the films. Now, this yes. is something that Shannon pointed out to me, which is all of a sudden that Everybody's hair is far too long. Too long. Uh, yes, Harry has his longest. They're teenagers. Hair. They're teenagers. It's They're Ron experimenting with long hair. Terrible. Yes, and it is a regretable time. Harry Potter, Daniel Radcliffe, has hit puberty. Maybe he's he's on still the he's still he's going, on the he's upswing. Still very he's slow and steady. The Weasley the, twins. The seed has started to sprout. The Weasley twins that were cute and deep voiced <laughs> before twins. have also <laughs> been. <laughs> Bashed in the Sorry. face by the club of puberty. The, the yeah, they start twins, to get all messed up up there. The, the Fred and George have this very unfortunate thing where in the first few books you're like, oh my god, you guys are such cute twins, and then for like a few movies you're like, oh, okay, and then in the last movie you're like, all right, yeah, now you look like people. They're not good looking <laughs> teenagers. Uh, Dumbledore well, also they're is British. Very yeah. mad. Dumbledore gets furious during Goblet oh, of Fire and is not calmed my, down for a couple movies. My favorite one of that is the, is the, the your, line in the book. The line in the book is, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Dumbledore asked calmly. Yes. So, and then the, the movie is, did you put your name in the fucking Goblet of Fire? Oh my god, oh so fuck I, I imagine like the way he, that actor delivered the line, I forget what the new actor Michael is. Michael Gambon. Michael Gambon, like holding him Batman style off a building. Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire, Harry? Where's the Goblet of Fire? So Where's Rachel? About this because like the actor in the first two movies looked uh, Richard Harris. as old as Dumbledore should look. He looked as old as time. Yes, he looked as old <laughs> as time. Showed at his death. And and <laughs> Ma- Michael Michael Gambin is the new Michael Gambin. Michael Gambin. Michael Gambin. Amazing Dumbledore. However, so like book three, he's just like, I am Dumbledore. I am still pretty calm. Everything is cool. This is a transition. But a well, he's trying period. to make yeah. sure well, nobody no. knows yeah. the change so, happened. So he's, exactly. he's like, this is a transition period. And then in book four, he's like, like a did you guys too. fucking know that I'm a different <laughs> double door? Did you guys even fucking know? Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? He's like, did it's too late. I'm Dumbledore now. <laughs> I'm Dumbledore now, bitch. <laughs> no, like, We're not fucking around anymore. I am oh. the law, Harry. <laughs> oh, everybody's okay with me eating Dumbledore now? I'm going to go full nuts. <laughs> Yeah. Rip his shirt off. It's, it's just a lot. Like yeah, he's there's a still lot good, but it's like, Mo- dude, I, would say, I most feel like are the director needed to tell you to calm down, and he didn't. And I'm gonna blame it on the director, no. dude. Or because I think Michael I'm gonna blame it on both. Really of them. No, but, yeah, no, but it's dude. like, or he did tell him to calm down, and, and that's like, that's just tampered down. We did down 400 as takes, it. and that was yeah. the calmest one I we could find. Because this also, because this is an aggressive movie. This is the one. What do they always? 
where what do they always say in like acting classes like hey it's better to do more so i can tell you to bring it back it's yeah. it's, yeah. it's always better to bring yeah, it back and like, i i do no. i think you're right like i just need you no, to tone it is, down like Dumbledore this is just not that extra in this book no but no i'm talking like, about the no. movie though this is an aggressive I get overall yeah. movie because at the same time yes. ron has clearly hit the teenage years and he's the yeah, most he teenage he's ever been yeah. in his whole life and will ever be for his whole life. Same time, Ooh, all of a sudden, yeah, for whatever book reason, seven. in this movie, Goblet of Fire, it's filled to the brim with tree jumpers. I know I'm that doesn't jumpers? immediately make sense to y'all. It's just the movie. You need to, it's just what? the movie. It's not the book, obviously. Okay. But who are, there's, so it's very, because there are two tree jumpers. There's so, two, two times people jump from trees. No, actually, it's only one Wait, time, what? but the there's second time, time reminded you of the first time. Oh, well, okay. So the first time is that mean like two times the then? first scene in the movie where they go to meet Cedric Diggory and his dad to grab the port key yes. to go to the Quidditch World Cup. And yes. they're like focusing oh, yeah. the camera on Diggory's dad. And then Cedric just fucking jumps out of Angus. a tree. And you're just like, huh? Oh. oh. Hello, Robert Pattinson. Yes. Mm, hello. Oh my God, that is Robert Pattinson. And then, yes, it's and Robert then Pattinson. later on, Mad Eye Moody is like hanging out in the background, and Harry like walks over to the tree, and Malfoy is just like sitting way up so high in a tree. Like, <laughs> hello, Potter. Like, and you're like, dude, you were lounging in that tree as if it was a goddamn armchair. He's dude. literally <laughs> kicking it in the tree. Literally. He's trying to be intimidating, but he's fucking like, lounging. And he's like, yo, in a hey, tree. Potter, you've been up to any dickery lately? Like, I would argue that he <laughs> does not dickery? jump down from that tree. He jumps down from so it. So much as slide <laughs> down it. Like, he's sliding into your Robert DMs, Pattinson. I'll give you know? a Pattinson Pattinson on that tree jumping, tree. prepping for his role in Twilight. Yeah. Yeah, for no, it's crazy. Tree jumping in that. Um, and as a last point. But yes. From my Harry Puberty file. <laughs> there's one thing I've been watching very closely. Because there's the idea... That Neville Longbottom starts yeah. out the most busted out out of all of them. Complete goober, total door. Yeah, yeah. And can we hot as really point. before you continue this? Can we rename the Harry Potter puberty report as Expectopagism? No, no, no. I don't okay, want to do that. No. All right, I, no, I, I was Harry puberty is Expectopagrotum, but no. even like Jesus Christ, dude, like. You, you realize I'm already putting my Expecto like. Expecto puberty, if anything, dude. No, no, no you're right not better. Stop. Expecto pascrotum is the only acceptable Expecto answer, and they're all wrong. And they're, no, they're all wrong. All right. They're all wrong. All right. But that's Expecto the closest one to an acceptable answer. I want to give 20 points to Gryffindor for being the only one to not come up with one of these gross names. Okay, I would like yeah, to you give... Kinda, you came up with Harry Puberty, though, so... I, really, yeah, you already did, but... so... How many did you you're say? You're the progenitor, yeah, so you're yeah, kind of like, you I'll know... I'll give you 20. Thank However, you. I would also like to give 10, ten points to Slytherin for saying expecto... Put, what did you say? Expecto... Scrotum. Scrotum. Yeah, yeah, that was the best Incredible. one. Thank that you very much. Thank you. Incredible. Anyways, <laughs> one of the most important things that we're watching on this Puberty Watch <laughs> is Neville Longbottom. Yes. Because people Who say he's dead hot. sexy by the end of the movies. So. That's what they say. That's what we say. That's what we say. I'm not saying I disagree with it. But he starts out the <laughs> most busted up out of all of them. Oh, so oh, that was one of the big people I was watching. Now, Just, he also looks the most British okay, out of all the, of them. The, the funniest thing, that, the funniest like slight that they do to Neville in this movie is just Ron and Harry talking and Ron being like, 
Have you gotten a date, mate? No? Ah, oh, shit. I heard Neville's got a date. Are you got, Are you kidding me, dude? Somebody is going to the dance with Neville? Like that Some piece of absolute garbage? creature? They're yeah. wearing Harry Potter's to future wife so goes to the ball with yeah, Neville they're Longbottom. They're very mean. Yeah. But watch him in this movie. They fucking petrify him in the first movie. Of yeah. course, being the yeah, second but, movie. Yeah, but they did no, that first for movie. purpose. This is just oh, like Yeah, they do the Petrifolis Totalis. totalis. But Hello. Neville Longbottom. He has been hit by the puberty fairy. His face has gotten mm-hmm. a little longer, but his face is still pure butter. It is. He just, is also. His face also, is all sorts of fucked up. He stuff. is also moving into his stoner phase because he is super into herbology in this one, even helping yeah. out Harry by getting him gillyweed for the second challenge. Yeah, you want some of that sweet, sweet gillyweed? Actually, no, Dobby's the one who gives him the gillyweed. The original plan of Mad Eye Moody, played by Barty Crouch with the Polyjuice Potion, was because he gave him the Barty Crouch Jr. plans the way. of the Mediterranean. Barty Crouch Jr., not Barty Crouch Barty Crouch Jr., but the Thank idea you. was like, no, I put the book in your goddamn dorm. All you had to do was ask Neville goddamn Longbottom, and he would have given you fucking gillyweed. In the instead, movie, he, gi- he gives instead, him gillyweed. No, in the movie, he gives him gillyweed. Yeah. Oh, in the movie, yeah. he gives him gillyweed. I literally oh. watched the clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Dobby well, that, just... that that's not how it happens in the book. The book is that Barty Crouch Jr. after you know yeah. the end of the Triwizard Tournament goes like you stupid fucking boy I have had to compete with your <laughs> yeah, stupidity <laughs> time and time again I put the answer in your goddamn when... dorm room you stupid boy and that's, I think that's a oh, very big idea says... is that Harry Potter is a very unintelligent boy Harry Potter is the He's sum in the, in, of his no, no 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 Harry Potter in, in is the... the sum of his friends and no, I think in the books he does really well. Like he does get into, he gets all ease on his OWLs minus like you know divination and something else, which he knew it wasn't going to get in the first place. That's true. So he, he he gets into the higher level classes on his own. I think they dumb him the fuck down in the movies. Like, oh, you're just like a charming doofus with which is, really good which is friends. Funny because uh, I'm not going to talk about it until well, even in the movies they talk about like his grades being good, but they don't mention that until book six. So I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, okay. They make him a total, they do make him a goober. I'm not going to, I, yeah, I totally agree. He's a stupid dummy, he's dumb, given all the evidence boy. and he's so, like, what? He's Mino. So the, <laughs> he's very gonna, much a Mino. I would like to talk about my, one of my favorite scenes in the whole series that they left mm-hmm. out of this movie was at the beginning of this movie, when the Weasley, first of all, when the Weasleys send the letter to Harry's uncle that has, it's just like yes. the envelope covered in stamps, like literally oh, yeah, yeah, covered yeah. in stamps. Oh. And the just like they is squeezed yeah. into like the box. Mr. Weasley being like, yes, hello, please can go to the Quidditch thing. And he's like, okay, just fucking get out of my house, dude. And then they show up. <laughs> in like in the fireplace and the fireplace is boarded up and there's just like seven fucking Weasleys behind the fireplace in the And then they give Dudley the the ton tongue tongue toffee. Ton tongue toffee that makes his tongue like Weigh a thousand pounds and just like spill out of his mouth. Jorge's giving me a look like he doesn't remember He's this happening. Very traumatized. Yeah. It lo- he looks very upset in, that they were in, in the books. The Weasley twins yeah. are like testing out their candies. Yeah. So they, they like yeah. drop one on purpose so that Dudley will eat it, and right. then he does eat it, and then his tongue and then like it grows works enormously and like spills out of his mouth onto mm-hmm. the floor. But his this tongue is a nice expands vision. to the point where it weighs one ton. It's called ton. Two thousand. Well, you know, no, but is that true? Tongue 
ton? No, no, no. It's normal I, human. No, it doesn't. It doesn't weigh either. It doesn't weigh either a metric or imperial ton. It just. You know, it's you get a ton of tongue because you ate. They're wizards. They don't know measurements. It's just big. Just you know? big they don't know muggle shit. I was yeah. gonna say. I also, like, that we didn't mention it before, but a big dude. Yeah, a thing that happens in book three that uh, is a nice hark back to this. These I love whenever wizards try to communicate it through like what we think is perfectly normal muggle means. Uh, mm-hmm. Ron tries to telephone Harry, and it turns out something <laughs> like he's in the trenches in Korea. Hello. Hello, this is Ronald Weasley. I am here to talk to Harry Potter. Screams it into the phone. It's so funny. It's so funny. Oh, and three is also is three the one where the other the um the sis the Dursley sister Vernon's sister comes over and Aunt Marge. Aunt Marge. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But let's move. Just double checking. Sorry. Continue. Let's move on to Order of Phoenix. No. Which oh, by is, the way, okay, four also um, has the whole thing where you know, little Voldy comes back in sure. full force. Yeah, that's at the and end. It's like four. I can. He goes, I can touch you, and he touches his forehead. That's fucking so awesome. I know yeah. you made a joke of it, but it was. But so oh, yeah. no, no, cool. Here's it's in is, the real thing. It is actually dope. Yeah, but then, I like just going. I'm the thing is like then, <laughs> when uh, when they go in for the last bit of the Triwizard Cup, and they're playing yeah. that song in the band in the movie. Both, oh, both oh. Shannon and I, like I was the one who said it first to her, but she made. We were both thinking about like, oh, it's so fucking crazy when they're still p- playing that song, that yeah. same song when they come back and Cedric Diggory's dead. Yeah, and they just, it just slowly they like people well, like periodically start stopping. And it stops and it's yeah, just so like, they're like, oh, like everything just, is fucking different now. Yeah, because it's just bup, 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 that is bup, a nice moment. dead body to the director like, oh, to no. the director of. Goblet of Fire, yeah. kudos. Yeah, like, I, I think the same guy who so did three. Crazy because, like, in the books, that's really the turning point. Mm-hmm. That is the yeah. point at which it is like you are either with Harry and Dumbledore or against them. There is nothing else. Like the Dark Wizard is back, yeah. and like guys, you have to realize this is happening, and everyone's just like, "Oh no!" <laughs> also, also, in in retrospect, in retrospect, um, I will a hundred percent. Like, in the context of all the stories, I get why the Basilisk does not have a body count now. Because that makes the Diggory death way more oh, impactful. Yeah. Because You're he is so the first right. current student to yeah. die. You're absolutely right. Like, You're absolutely right. Oh, you know what I mean? You're right. Yeah. You're right. Because everybody else is either previously or yeah. implied. Yeah. Like, there's nothing, not you know, wrong. crazy in that regard. So, kind of segueing so, into well, Order of Phoenix here. We need to disperse oh. some points. I want to. I want to give at oh, least. All right. No. And uh, it's, so I think I want to give ten save, points to Slytherin uh, hold on, for hold that on, excellent hold on, point. Hold on. Hold on. Thank you. I think we should save all the awardings of points to the end of term for every book. Like I okay. think this now is the right time, okay. but at, we should only be awarding points at when we're done with a book. Okay. All right. Fine. Yeah. And then going yeah. back Streamline up to Ravenclaw. How many points does Ravenclaw deserve for our, our conversation of of Goblet of Fire? Yeah. What did he say? I don't, I don't, I don't remember. Deets. I don't remember. I brought in a lot none. of deets. I'm going to go with a uh, lot of deets. I'm going to go three. I'm going to go with standard 10. I'll go with seven. So let's okay, do 10 so let's on the do high a standard end. 10. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> God, this is, you know, it's classic Hogwarts. Ravenclaw getting shafted. 
dude, you know didn't really at Hogwarts the only people who could possibly win are Gryffindor and Slytherin. Do you know what Hufflepuffs don't yeah. like is being put under pressure to give other people points. We really don't like it, and it's very stressful, and no. I just am not okay with it, okay? If Ravenclaw only got 10 points, I'm going to give Hufflepuff 20, because she was bringing the heat, I think. Good damn. Yeah, I'll, 20 is fine for me. I'll yeah, I'll it. do 20. Um and Gryffindor. I wouldn't say no. At, you know what? Since I honestly felt that it was a good in between between the Hufflepuff and the Ravenclaw uh, drop in knowledge, I'm gonna say fifteen. Fifteen? Yeah, because there was a good amount of back and forth, but I think Everybody Hufflepuff brought 15? the most heat. So what's twenty two minus fifteen is a seven. Seven. <laughs> so all right, all right, all right. This is the best Jeopardy score ever. Slytherin. I think I already gave you. Th- I got my. T- I thought you started with. Yeah, them. we gave you ten. Well, I gave you the I ten, 10 for right? that last point, but that was part of Order oh. of Phoenix. In general, during the conversation of Goblet, no, we we're talking about the end of Goblet of Fire. But yeah. anything past that, I gave him ten for just that last bit. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. All right. Yeah. Do we give him five more? Throw five a more. Fiver on there. Yeah. Throw a fiver on there. Yes, right. yes, 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 yes. Right. So let's move ourselves into order of Phoenix. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, Shia. You have I'm to so sorry. Me of what my so you were just about to talk about the order of the Phoenix. If you want, I can give you some reminders no, about what so happens in that. It, Harry Potter has. That, how about instead of doing that, you tell me what I was just talking about before this and lead me into my segue. Uh, you were just talking about, about the Goblet of Fire. Wow. The last point. The last point we had brought up was uh, I, that I, Cedric. Okay. Is the- hey, Shannon. Yeah. Hey, Shannon. Yeah. Um, to give you a little bit of time, because as we're transitioning into Order Phoenix, uh-huh. I said previously in so our last episode that uh, it's my favorite. It's my favorite something. book. You did. Um, so I want to kind of defend that because I know it's an unpopular opinion, uh-huh. and I get that. When we when we look back Sorry, on Order of the Phoenix, oh, Order of the Phoenix was came. Hey, up. hey, Slytherin, I'm gonna need you to lock it up, <laughs> lock it up, lock it up. Okay, you just clamp that Chamber of Secrets right goddamn down yeah. right now. You know what? I'm gonna give negative two points to Slytherin for yawning during somebody else's. That's 100 percent fair. Damn um, right. That I classic. Would, Slytherin I was just doing disrespect. parcel time. So. I would also like to give negative two points to Gryffindor because Jorge made me forget my entire point. Which oh, that's kind of fair. Honestly, it was podcast. for the good of the school. I fucks with that. No, I fucks with that. So Thank the you. reason that Order of the Phoenix is my <laughs> favorite book is that. I, when we look back on Order of the Phoenix, uh, if it's been a while since you've read it, you think like, oh my God, Harry is this petulant little dumb boy, this stupid, like hormonal teenager, and good God, does he whine and whine and whine. But if we if we remember the end of Order of the Phoenix, like Dumbledore literally admits, like, I'm sorry I kept you out of the loop. I kept mm-hmm. you out of the loop and I was wrong. And I am sorry, but I was really I really fucked up on this one, which is why the whole subplot of uh, Half-Blood Prince is going to be, I'm going to refill you in on everything that I know. And so Harry not only feels like a teenager, like, okay, I literally have fought this motherfucker like a couple of times and survived. Why the fuck am I not in the loop right now? Like, I'm feeling a little fucking left out. And he's right, because he's intentionally being left out by fucking Dumbledore. Mm -hmm. So I think that all of his feelings that we all look back on and say, God, you petulant little pupil child are totally valid I, I think he has a reasonable read granted he's sour about it and he's moody and his friends several times say like hey can you stop lashing out at us because we are on your side we are ron and hermione not whoever the fuck you think is against you right now so stop it 
And like Hermione like shuts that shit down a couple of times. But Harry, I think, is valid in feeling that. I completely disagree. I to to so I mean yeah. I I agree with most of what you're saying. I yeah, like literally what you're saying is correct in the sense of like yes, that's what's happening, and it's yes. I don't but, agree. It makes him any less of a teenager during this time. Like yes, yeah. he does. But I think it colors stuff, that teenager like, dumb. No, no, it's 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 less it's less um just plain old trying teenager to think of like, and more like something extraordinary. Sure, but it's well, no, I think it's less teenage wasteland and it's more. Um, like rebel without a That's cause. That's exactly what I said. No, because I made the illusion. No, I'm smart. That's not though, the exact words that you said. Not the exact words that you said. My, technically, the exact words I said. I think, I think, in the confusion, that's exactly what he said. I think it's exactly the words that he said. So um, I said rebel I, without a cause. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna edit. Jorge, say rebel without a cause. No, 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 no. I was gonna splice it in over yeah. under where you thought you said I, it. Taylor, I think you have a really good point because when I read this book, even like earlier when Brian was like, "Yeah, don't be that excited for the fifth book, Jorge," I was like, "Oh yeah, it's the one where he's like so fucking moody." But also, it really, I feel like it's like an at the time and then afterwards thing. Like when you're reading it at the time, you're just like, oh, "Harry, come on, come on, yeah, 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 I'm over it, I'm over it, I'm over it," because it's like you've been binge reading everything else until this point and all of a sudden you're just like oh, you're such a bummer in this book dude can you just like chill the fuck out for one second and just like be a normal human and like understand your friends and just like oh, come on yeah but really it's like oh no i mean you just dealt with like a guy dying in front of you for the first time that you can remember uh-huh oh this is what i was gonna bring up earlier was the thestrals the Thestrals at the beginning of this book, where which are like the winged horses that drive the carriages of yeah, Hogwarts. You only the see them if you have an understanding carriage. of death. Which is very interesting because uh, Harry saw his parents die, but I think that they addressed that it's like he was so young that he didn't He had no memory. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, oh yeah, guess who fucking sees the Thestrals since she was a baby is Luna, who is Luna. so badass because she watched Luna her mother like accidentally murder herself with which with a spell that she invented like luna is oh yeah the that's most called badass person of this entire yeah. book series basically and i know that we're skipping ahead a little bit but luna is also the only person that we have in the canon of harry potter who is able to see through polyjuice potion by recognizing like the typical habits of a person harry at bill and fleur's wedding yeah. in the seventh book is polyjuice potion to look like some random ginger and she goes no i know it's you because of the way that you move and walk and talk like those things are more you than your outward appearance like oh damn Mm -hmm. oh damn like you have a psychological understanding of your friends not just like i don't know that's what you look like yeah psychology is important folks yeah Yeah. luna luna is just so luna's great i like luna she's legit weird and cool and i think they actually do a pretty good job of her in the um movies as well in terms of yeah, so, yeah no so I, I was, would have fawned over her my entire high school career. exactly exactly so Jorge was trying yeah. to figure out if she was in it before like in the fifth movie we started watching it and he was like so what is she like a first year or something and i was like no she's like canon in the book like, yeah in she goes to school there but she's in Ginny's year yeah we only know that because ron knows who she is because of Ginny, who mm-hmm. knows her as looney lovegood because she is the same <laughs> year as her, but it's 
but she's still like yeah. a year younger than the protagonists. Yeah. My, uh, I, I think she's just super weird and I love it. I love the glasses she has when the, she first shows up and she's reading the magazine They're upside down. They're called Specter Specs. I, it's amazing how much I don't care. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, five my, points of Slytherin. I got to say, this is what I got to say about the, the fifth book in general. Because I want to get actually into the things I like about it. Because there's a couple of things I fucking love. Um, but my main problem with it is, even looking back on it, is that frustration... And more so, because this will actually apply to the sixth one, a frustration that leads to a nothing plot payoff for me. Mm. Like, there's no big revelation at the end of this book that really, like, oh. justifies all the weight and the buildup and the input and stuff. It's all stuff that we either assumed as an audience or knew already. So we're like, I'm going to disagree. Okay. So, what? so I'm going to disagree. Wait, let me make I'm sure gonna I disagree. So. Brian, yeah. what you're saying is basically like, so all everybody of here gets the like frustration, frustration of the beginning, right? Yeah. So yeah, that yeah. does not the only. If I'm to think about the books from your perspective, like really what it <laughs> ends with is like at this the end of this book is like him yelling at Dumbledore, but really there's nothing beyond that. In terms of the like, quote no plot, yeah. like the, it, yes, like there's no. There's nothing that goes, oh, it, it doesn't either justify Dumbledore or reveal something that, like, even Dumbledore didn't know, so it's something completely new. Like, it, it just feels so... It really feels like a filler episode. Okay. Nope. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, hold totally on, disagree. hold on, hold on. We're, totally we're going to get into a major point of contention here. There's, like, a, there's a whole lot of conflicting ideas here. I say we move on from Order Phoenix. What? We what? have three more movies to get through. We have two books. You can do your movie shit whenever you want. We also have, also, Jorge, to be completely honest, we have two movies to get through because we can <laughs> skim all the shit in part one and part two of seven into one thing. It's fine. It's, uh, yeah, that's fair. In my opinion, in my opinion. What to, I will say about off, Order just Phoenix, to, well, to, to brighten up things a little bit, <laughs> what hit up my, my hairy puberty nose. I did. <laughs> Should I drop it? Should I leave it alone? No, I mean, no. Are there any highlights? It's Is there a, anything it's a, highlighted, yeah, basically? the highlights. Um, we don't need, like, the play-by-play, -play, the puberty play-by-play, -play, but, like, something big that happens or something crazy, go for it. Ron, I mean, Harry, Harry, Hermione, Malfoy, Ludo. now. We've been talking about oh, yeah. that. Um, He's got the cool short hair again, which I love. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's all still just, like, play-by-play yeah, at this point. just sort of there. Everybody got a haircut. That's the only. Yeah, everybody. Note. Everybody That's went. Wait, our hair was yeah, too long. Everybody got a haircut. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, everybody's still just as just a little more lame. Mm -hmm. The specific ways lame. in which they changed, but the yeah. positives on Order of the Phoenix. I love the fight at the end. Yes. Like all that. Also, no, it's absolutely great. Also, Sirius's relationship with Harry through this book, incredible. Yes. Like when he's yes. like, I will agree with you that. know what? Harry has the right to be at these meetings because it's his fucking life that we're talking about. And everybody else is like, mm -hmm. what, dude? He's like 15. And he's like, yeah, dude. <laughs> but we're talking about him. So like, why yeah. yeah, like all that is amazing. 100% agree. So to end off Order of the Phoenix to contest Brian's previous point, because I disagree. I do think that there is a big payoff at the end of this one. What mm -hmm. it is is a maturation of the plot and the character, and what it what that maturation 
like comes to is that no, this is not a simple story of good versus evil, good guys win and bad guys lose because a lot of good guys end up losing in this story. Harry realizes that he can't fucking operate the same way that a child does. He is dragged into adulthood before his time, literally, because he's got two more years till he would come of age. He loses Sirius, which ambiguously is his fault. And he realizes that. And instead of like being petulant and like, I don't want to, you know, it was, it was someone else's fault. Like he takes full responsibility for that. And is processing that in the last scene and moving forward. And now not only has he lost his entire family, but he lost the last semblance of what it could be to be family to, to this war. I don't agree with that. I think that's a really yes. good point because later in the books, like Harry's whole thing is like people have fought and died for me. And like, that is what I am so upset about. And he gives like near to no semblance of that before this book. But during this book is when he really realizes like what, like him looking at that picture of the order of Phoenix and seeing like mm-hmm. the original members is when he's like, Oh my God, all of these people fought against Lord Voldemort. That's what they're doing. Like these people are putting their lives on the line. And that's when he really realizes like what, because before that, it's just like, I'm Harry, and that's Voldemort, and we're mortal enemies, and that's bad. But now it's like, oh, everybody else is fighting for me? Oh, shit. I I don't disagree with what Taylor is saying. My confusion, actually, in the book is not based on Harry's actions. It is based on Dumbledore's actions. Because you're talking about this maturation. That maturation is actually coming from Harry from the beginning. He wants to be involved. He wants to be in the Correct. process. He wants to do these things. Oh. And Dumbledore is going, no, fuck you. Yes. And Dumbledore is the only reason any of this bad shit happens is because agree. he closes it off and forces Harry into an action. Well, then so we trying have, to take we have, agency... We have so trying to take under... agency is... Don't, like, Harry is doing... Is an adult the whole time, arguably. But, because he's taking these mature answers. But, from but I think do... he does it like he does it like a child. Like how a child understands adulthood. But by not necessarily grasping consequences. He's going to the whole time. Anyways, Wait, we but, should but, but, really need to close out doesn't... Order of the Phoenix and hand out points. Okay. It is the longest book, so I, I understand why we took the longest time with it. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> Ravenclaw. Fifteen. Fifteen points. Solid to fucking knowledge. Yeah. Or maybe twenty, dude, honestly. All right. Fifteen to Ravenclaw. 15. I heard twenty. I'm down I with twenty. Twice. That's you. I give it also a solid fifteen. Solid fifteen to Hufflepuff. Fifteen works. For also solid knowledge. Gryffindor. Let's just say let's say an even cool hundred. Like I was gonna say five. Four. Let's say a nice five. Right. A nice five. A nice five. <laughs> A nice five. So betrayed. All right, all right. Look, yeah, I'll give you that extra <laughs> point. You know, for if posterity. We're, sake. If we're dealing with these low ball numbers, nobody, then nobody else felt the need to explain explain their need for points. or explain explain explore. Yeah, because I'm. You know what? I'm an impressed class. You right tried. Now. No, you know what? Oh, I'm giving you five because you. Uh, I'm giving him. Are you kidding me? Gryffindor? Gryffindor? I didn't didn't get to take part in the victory. You Dumbledore did. Jorge, Gryffindor is the white man of the Harry Potter universe. I'm trying to listen to Brian here. 
Can no, I hear Brian? Taylor Please. and he, Brian both had very legitimate points. I want to hear Brian. He Dumbledore, he Dumbledore the conversation. He tried to push it off and go, no, let's talk about Half-Blood. Let's talk about the next one. Let's talk about the next one. While Taylor was going, I have a point about this book. And he made this really eloquent point. And Jorge was going, stop to go. Let's move on. So five for you, Mr. So, Dumbledore man. Oh, if we're following the plot of the book, I get to smash a bunch of your stuff now. I get to oh, smash you your personal know that property because you haven't even fucking read the oh, fifth book. Yeah. All right, only giving him five points because he hasn't even read the book. All five right. points for that. Thought I made it some good. No mercy. There. Yeah, dude, you would have so many more no points mercy. if you had read any books after yeah. four. Like even if just five, dude. Yeah, dude. I just did a bunch of smoking weed and drinking and. But yeah, you're right. But you're right. We should. We should. We should all be moving. Books, so that sucks. I mean, Chan has got the point, yeah. and I. I think we should. We, we should move on to book things. six. So, Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince, which is again, three, five, and six, maybe are my favorite out of this series. Uh, In terms of the books, the other ones are like a very close second, but those three, I think, take first place for me Half-Blood across the Prince? board. Really. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, in yeah. terms of the, oh, so in, let me clarify the something. Book, dude. The book, a hundred percent yes, a hundred percent yes. But you the movie, kind of forgot the movie, not so much. No, you gotta. Re- I'm saying like, no, no. dude, it's gonna bring be up so the movie exciting stuff. when you fucking read it. You're gonna fucking love yeah. it. It's gonna be awesome. It is gonna be awesome. Y'all literally make me want to never read the books. I'm so ready to burn every Harry Potter book <gasps> I come across. God, you're just you're just so salty, like making these Dude, last decisions Gryffindor style. Think about it. You, can uh, you know embrace what? embrace your inner no, Jorge. You need to Jorge, do. I already Jorge. have my point count for Gryffindor at the end of this, so remind me about that. Okay. Thank anyway, you, continue. You what, um, what, Jorge? What you need to do is to take a Ravenclaw moment. Think what? about it. Reevaluate that position that you don't want to fucking read these books, and then you know continue from there. All right, the Half Blood Prince. All right, the Half Blood Prince. Uh, in terms, uh, I want to kind of quickly do it because it kind of actually it does matter in this one. Puberty Watch. Where are we looking? Is everybody pretty much? It's pretty much the same. Okay. I mean, most the, of them are in basically. So the biggest, the, the biggest change that happens here. Emma Watson turns 19, past okay, her 17 oh years okay. old that she was before. She's still All looking right. super young. Yeah, it's still not, not yeah, it's still uncomfortable. No. Yeah. Uh, another great. big change that I was watching, every, like, because everybody else had already hit puberty a little bit before. Yeah. Neville Longbottom, he only shows up for a second to be a server at Slung Horde's party. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, He's like wearing but, a dumb, it's like what people in yeah. band in high school used to wear to their concerts. Correct. He's sure. still looking about the same. Those are okay, those are the only okay. real changes here. That's it. Um, I love the Felix Felicitatis scene in this Felicis, movie. Felicis, Felicis, whatever. I no, not whatever. Not you whatever. Pick, right. you whatever. nitpicked Calm me before, down. Brian. Literally I whatever. nitpicked you right back. Liter- uh, so liquid luck, then. All right. Um, I love that scene in this movie just because. Harry looks exactly like someone on a little bit of ecstasy looks when he's just sitting just like there a big and he's like shit eating grin on his face. Like, like, you know what? I'm gonna go for a walk. That I sounds really good. good. Yeah. And then he just walks out and it's like, this is Do you incredible. want a hug right now? Because oh, I kind of really want a hug. Dude, Harry just did a fat line of Molly. 
and then was yeah, like, he j- I'm going to go to a fucking spider's funeral, All dude. the MDMA. Yeah. Flickers, dude. Just- you know, they got... Oh, yeah. Because yeah, he's, he's like, you know, the thing. Things, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, dude. Oh, no. No, 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 no. That was a very... Yeah. I dug that. Um, this is the one... This is, like, the equivalent of the puberty one. Because, like, four is kind of teasing, like, the oh, this is where everyone's starting to earn love and everything. Half-Blood Prince is like, no, 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 no. We're in relationship drama yeah, town yeah. right Blood now. Yeah, Half-Blood Prince is like, who likes who? Like, it's Speaking got yeah. of relationship drama. And and... Yeah, so we, we totally neglected to mention that Cho? weird, awkward kiss where Cho Chang and her throes of grief for Cedric Diggory is confused about her feelings for Harry, the only guy who saw her ex-boyfriend die, and then kisses him under the mistletoe, and that, unpredictably, doesn't go well. And as I uh, hear it, it's like on both movies and books, is like just salt tear filled mm-hmm. yeah it's not like a any level of romance is not in there um, but then we then we hop on to harry and Ginny, and harry has this weird hesitation like look this is my best friends like my dearest sister. friends younger sister i feel real conflicted about this and then at a certain point he goes you know but like fuck it though like i'm not gonna talk about my feelings to my friend at all i'm just gonna like make out with this mm-hmm. sister and then you know like start dating yeah. his sister we should be cool, right? Thank God it works out. But like, Ooh. hey, Harry, maybe yeah. just, I'm not saying like do something gross, like ask permission to date, but yeah. say like, hey, I'm having just these conflicted feelings and I need you to know that the, emotionally, this is kind of where I am right now. And I think your sister's feeling the same way. And this might be something real. Can we talk about this? Like fucking human goddamn adults? Yeah. It's a little more complicated. Um, yeah. Jorge, also, I, by the way, thank God, neither of us have sisters. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. I No, we'll get into that at a different point in time. That <laughs> just, 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 just I'm just saying that we could have avoided the, the whole Ron Harry debacle at a different point in time. Um who was the who is the girl that Ron is with in this Lavender, Lavender Brown. Lavender Brown. Lavender Brown. Lavender Brown. Uh she who? is she is a fucking home wrecker in this. I mean she's not cuz she's in the relationship, but she essentially is. <laughs> Is it? Is it this book that she's? In? Yeah, it is hmm? this book. Fuck. She just her fate is so terrible. Oh, I was gonna say I I didn't say I didn't mention any of that because no, we'll I'm get fucking, to that in yeah, the. No, I'm I'm gonna fucking mention it now. I'm gonna I'm gonna break the standards. She fucking <gasps> dies later, dude. She gets murdered she by gets a werewolf. Murdered by Fenrir Greyback. She like rips her throat open out of a tower, and then he like rips her body to shreds. Kills her super like, it's so hard. Bad. Who knows where? And do you know what lavender? Do, and do you know what lavender brown experienced of love before that one, was one. Ron Goddamn Weasley, one, who one. fucking ghosted her and pretended to be asleep in the hospital wing whenever she came to visit because he didn't have the nads to break up with her. That was lavender he, brown's was love experience. Because when he was unconscious. He said Hermione. Yep, yeah. that's it. When they were well, both standing there, the and movie. she. Yep. Apparently nothing, but. Uh, yeah. Who knows where the name Fenrir comes from? Not I. Ooh. Not I. Really, uh, Taylor? We expect better from you. He's... What's it from? What's it no, from? Fenrir is a. That's he's a Norse. It sounds. It sounds Nor- like yeah. an. It Norse. Norse or an Anglo name, yeah. Yeah, there's a uh, so. <laughs> dude, I, I I was really hoping that you would know and you could give the whole spiel on it. Uh, but it's Norse mythology, and I believe... Oh, the great 
The great giant wolf. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Fenrir is the great big old wolf. and uh, Oh, the one that Freya, or not Freya, but the, someone has a big giant wolf. Yeah. Like, Fenrir is his, kind of his own man, or his own wolf. Yeah, no, it's, it's amongst all the deities. Fenrir is a big he bites, old crazy uh, wolf that eats shit, and he, Midgard uh, he is bites, the serpent who is Earth or some fucking crazy So the, Okay, so, so there's, because oh, I plan on doing a, Nor- we might end up doing this later. Um, Jormungandr is the world serpent that surrounds, uh, that goes up and down, I think, through like the middle sort of tier, like Midgard and stuff. Then there is Nidhogg, who lives at the bottom of the tree of life who hangs out with a squirrel and a crow i think um fenrir is a great giant wolf who bites off uh tears right hand who's the god of justice so he's like fuck your shit and then in ragnarok he's supposed to eat like at least two or three gods yeah that's, I don't remember that's who. the thing it's like in ragnarok but, is when he's supposed yeah. to eat up people he beats the she fucking murders at least a couple point is fenrir oh. is one of the classic names you give wolf people yes it's the huh. I did Anything Fenrir related is you. It definitely a wolf. Yes. My so uh, my knowledge of North mythology as actually or you Norse and Brian mythology. both know Norse mythology is incredibly lacking. It's interesting. Uh, I really don't know much about it. It's one of the only times in J.K. Rowling's writing where she like hits it like very much on the nose. Normally she at yeah. least like Latinizes it a, it a bit or something. But there's something added to. Well, I mean. Well, Remus Lupin is giving... kind of on the spot too. Well, so. but that also is like it is exactly. Remus it's a little Lupin bit changed enough. I wasn't going to do this, but to bring it into the seventh book. In the seventh book, they have the Potter Watch radio station, and everybody has like their like nicknames on the mm-hmm. radio station. And like Fred Weasley is Rodent because like Weasel Rodent, and Remus Lupin is Romulus. Oh yeah, of okay. Romulus and Remus. Of course, yeah. of course. Which I'm not going to lie, if. A single person in the wizarding world had the basic knowledge of muggle history and someone said like hey i'm romulus and i'm a werewolf like it sounds like there is there is a remus who is also a werewolf and those names like are internally intertwined (laughs) yeah hard to say Um, how severe that connection is without knowing how many wizards there really are yeah so i've done this math experiment before what? And I, it, there's actually a few, because I, when I was a kid, this is the kind of kid that I was, I tried to figure out how many kids were at Hogwarts. So You're there are five people, there are five people in Harry's dorm room, yeah. right? So if we assume, let's just assume that there are five people per Harry's year per house. So that would make 35 people per house multiplied by four, which would be 100 and how many? Come uh, on, do this. 140, 140, 140 people. But that seems too low. So let's say there are two dorm rooms per year per house, which would only double it up from 140 to 280 students. Like it's really hard not to imagine Hogwarts being filled with more than like 400 people. Like there has to be so few fucking wizards. But that's at one. You raise a really good point because. They don't actually talk about any other Gryffindor boys in the same year as Harry who are not Dean, Seamus, Ron, or Neville. Being a main character exactly. which is, which makes me think is different that. than actually existing. Not to mention yeah, that in the population. Is only one of many schools that Also exists. that, exactly. Yes, however, however, it is revealed that Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hogwarts is the only school in Britain. Yes. So in the country of Britain... 
per year they're producing something like 35 well five times well, four 20 so, students like a graduating class of like 20 so hogwarts is actually in scotland so it's like all of the uk that is going to hogwarts i think oh god okay hmm. so all right i think your hogwarts admission is to in, hogwarts is just based on location either. hogwarts is in the highlands of scotland and i i do think that they do it based on location they kind of do because there's the well uh, that's tough definitely is largely based on location but yeah, yeah i feel like if you were on the verge they because i don't remember durmstrang having like a single lady in their entourage when they showed up to no, fucking no. goblet of fire and so i think is those were special oh, Baton's all ladies all french ladies yeah. i think those are special like Flourish teams. Envoys, and then if we yeah. if we go back to the Goblet of Fire, there is the Salem Witches no, Academy, <laughs> which does get a a, a little showing uh, at the the World Cup tournament. So we know that there in Salem, Massachusetts, America, there is a women's college or a women's like wizarding <laughs> school. Yeah. But it's not called the Salem enough, Witches Institute. It's not prominent enough to be mentioned uh, in Pottermore because Pottermore only mentions I think like seven or eight major wizarding schools. And that's not mm-hmm. one of them. Pottermore's can. It's just it's it's so really, maybe Hogwarts is the think, the Har- or the Cambridge and Oxford yeah. of wizarding schools think, in Britain, and everyone else just sucks. I think a really interesting thing happens when you are an author and you decide that your universe is infinite, and then you are like, hey, <laughs> like, you know what I'm going to do is uh, every couple of years I'm going to come out and I'm going to tell my fans certain things that are true, yeah. and then they're like, wait, but can you tell us it. all these things? And then you're like, oh. No. no it's a mystery <laughs> guess what hey, hey here's one fun answer nobody asked for yeah. oh that spawns a hundred different legitimate questions about the world at large after that oh no so like Jorge, hides away so until speaking, they can find another answer Jorge, during the speaking movies. of legitimate things uh, i think this is a nice transition into the the last book the deathly hallows mm-hmm. uh, so we start uh the the we have the introduction of the horcrux in book six, uh, which is important because that's how we defeat Lord Voldemort in book seven. So do we guys want to make the transition to book seven? Yeah, do we have any points to sure. award? Oh, we got to award some oh, points. We're at I'm the end of 100%, book six. I'm going to pull a Dumbledore. Um, for complete bravery and disregard for popular trends as a purport for everything, I'm going to say... 50 points to Gryffindor for saying that they're okay to burn all of the books just because of the way we act. I love it. I love it. You guys can't see it right now, but I got two middle fingers way up He's right got now. The two gun salute. Can I say also 25 points to Slytherin for bravery in their own beliefs. Fuck y'all. Thank you very much. You're going to have to... What? I have said so much substantive goddamn no, shit about we book six. There's two other... We haven't, we haven't gotten to the Ravenclaw, Ravenclaw okay, nor the Hufflepuff. Or the Ravenclaw. Points. We said another 25 points there. Yeah, putting oh. him in the lead. There we go. Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff. Very much. I'm going to say... Supplying most of the knowledge as is expected. And 45 points for both of us. Books. How much you say? 45 points for both of I'll us. Agree. I was going to say 40. 40 sounds fair? Yeah, right. yeah, totally. 40, 40 for sounds Ravenclaw, fair. 40 for Hufflepuff. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Don't do the math, right? <laughs> probably. I don't know. <laughs> probably? So we move into Deathly Hallows. Okay. Now, I need to make a distinction here. Mm-hmm. One, may I speak from my most unholy position of having not read the book? Yeah, man, all right. You're right. allowed to speak the here. whole time, man. I don't know, man. As the deeper and deeper I get in to this the harder most it is holy to... of territories, I, I feel a little bit of discrimination coming towards. I feel like my you just end. need to have. How the does it feel? <laughs> I feel like you just need to speak up, dude. No, I feel like uh, I. You know. Go for it. You know what? Go for it. No, I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. Oh, you're I'll allowed speak to. Hundred percent. Comes, but I just wanted to know whether my opinions would be respected here. Your opinions will On be respected. On your own podcast. However, however, like if, however. If, if, if you say if you try to defend something and your only evidence is that which happens in the movies and there's something that clearly is like not that in the books, like I'm gonna say that the book might take precedence. Oh yeah, if, you're, if that's if all right wrong, with you, you're wrong. Mm. But if you're wrong, you're wrong in any case. Mm. So you know. I'm also, if you're wrong, you're <laughs> wrong. I'm on that I'm, side, yeah. being a Ravenclaw. I'm hearing one thing and I'm listening to another. You know what? I, for one, I don't care. You say what you want, well, brother. You've known Thanks, me Brian. for like seven Anytime, years dude. at this point. Yeah, I've for the... never had differing opinions on Harry yeah. Potter. Any, anybody you know what goes. <laughs> listening, you should know that film and literature universes usually have completely different universes which you can respect one way or the other. By yeah, the way. like they're usually mm-hmm. just... You don't yeah. need to consider them universal. Yeah, but, but you're usually for the not record. talking about both of them in so the same podcast So let's see the way episode, that this goes. So... so please continue. Go for it. So what we have in book seven is obviously the drastic shift in structure, right? We're not yeah. going through a year we're of Hogwarts, Hogwarts with our... We're not going to Hogwarts anymore. Right now we are gorilla on the ground fighting Voldemort in a tent. Sort of. Fuck you. Let's do this. Okay, number one, uh, first thing in the book, not number one thing that I hate, but first thing in the book <laughs> that I hate is Harry uh, does this in the movie. Potter. Pretty sure he does in oh. the book. Yeah, yeah, no, the other one. <laughs> um, yeah, Harry being like, oh, no, everyone was put in danger because of me. I must leave. I must go away and just Hermione. I being must assume like, the singular you, mantle of the hero. Yeah, Hermione being like, did you fucking think for one second that you could do this shit without me? <laughs> like, Are you kidding me? And then Ron even... being like, bruh, no, dude, come on now. And he's like, no, I must make my noble way away from here away from where I will hurt people. And it's like, Harry, you're just being a tool now. You're not. No. Yeah. My favorite part of that is the, especially is kind of the two part way that Hermione goes into the, of course we're coming with you because it's the, it's the, what you think we're going to let you do this by yourself. Like we're your friends. We stick by you. But also the idea of what you think you can actually do (laughs) this by yourself. Uh, You're definitely going to need me around. Like, you're an absolute. You can't survive on your own, and you small child. Like in the movie, he's like, "Oh, oh, I don't even have my rucksack," and she's like, <laughs> "Yeah, I packed all of that like three weeks ago, like first yeah, like, day you got she here." Knew. And it's like, dude, <laughs> the second you had any feelings, was, I knew you were gonna be. Come on, dude. Um, yeah, the. 
honestly, what's really weird, and it might just be the fault of the movies from being two and being so, you know, uh, detailed in their ways, I kind of don't remember the book as much. That's that's what happened to me. Okay, good. Okay, yeah, I'm no, not exactly alone in what that. Happened to me. The, so the we're gonna kind of go because there's there's a couple of things that were prevalent in the book that make sense that are straight up just used in the movie that have like no what? setup whatsoever, like what? including the shard of the Room of Requirement uh, mirror. Oh yeah, the, right. the, the 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 shard of the mirror that Abbaforth has yes. from Sirius's house. Yes. Yeah, Abbaforth being the brother of Alba's. Yeah. Dumbledore. So the, in in either at the beginning of seven part two or the end of seven part one, Harry is just looking at that. It's the beginning they, of seven part one, and it's not. Like oh, sorry, from beginning of seven part one. Thank you. Requirement in the books, it's supposed to be from the mirror that Sirius gave him. But Jorge, do you remember? Oh, like, is what it? That mirror is from in the movie. In the books, that's where he gets the mirror. They don't yeah. really talk about the mirror that clearly has yeah. a deep connection between Harry and Sirius. So it's just they don't like because really oh, you can always see him. I thought it was. So this oh. is this is a question that I have on these movies, Ugh. especially as like the mythos ha- you know gets deeper and deeper. Like, yes. to what extent do we expect? Some By the way, sort we've of... done no reviews of the plots in any of these, and I love it. Oh, so much. we can. Oh, yeah, we just we didn't can... say it got like we we we. I realized how many we've skipped over without saying anything major plot related, anything major character development wise, like any of the big spoilers I and mean, stuff. We've I just would been assume. Liking. That if you are listening to a Harry Potter, it's like the same reason we haven't said no spoilers. It's like yeah, 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 yeah. It's fucking Harry Potter. You know what? I'm sorry, everybody. Voldemort dies at the end. You can fucking deal with it. The way we went through it, I'm like, uh, because I was like, oh, we're doing this thing, and I'm like, oh yeah, because Dumbledore. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, and I'm like, (laughs) yeah, no, it's just like everything else we've ever done. Yeah, unless it's of this year, recently, within the last six months, (laughs) you're gonna get it spoiled. Like it's yeah, exactly. I know, and I think in our Sorry. second episode ever, it was the last time we gave a spoiler warning, and even then, it was like, <laughs> "Hey, look, guys, if it this the shit that we're talking about is like twenty years old, yeah, now. like, like <laughs> you, you should have fucking read it by now." <laughs> Which I feel the same for Harry Potter. Like it's a cultural Correct. phenomena; you should be fucking familiar with it. Like no one doesn't know that Voldemort dies at the end. Yeah. Also, if you don't know that, I'm really sorry. <laughs> if you don't, how is this with? I think it was Spider Man. Where we're like, hey, and if you don't know the following things we're about to say, fuck you, get out of here. We at least like, yeah, we kind of shoot, warning. we shooed them away. We didn't say we were just like, get out quick because we're you're about to get spoiled. Yeah. So, book seven, uh huh, works really well for me on a couple of levels. The reason that it does is one, we make a does. break from a structure, and usually. Uh, so usually fantasy novels are written in three-part structures, right? Um, you can see this in ser- pretty much starting with J.R.R. Tolkien. It's repeated in Brandon Sanderson in his Mistborn series because Brandon Sanderson just kind of copies forms um, willy-nilly. Um, but a lot of like typical fantasy series, the only exception, major exception being obviously like Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time, which is in like nine parts, 12 parts, whatever. Sure. Probably, but more. typically, like big fantasy series, like happen in threes. That's just you know, it's kind of a tradition that we have. Trilogies, yeah. So I, I feel like a lot of those uh, elements are brought into specifically just the seventh book. Usually in the third structure, you have like a two, two novels where 
shit's rising up, things change. However, the third book, everything is different. And in the seventh book, everything is different. We don't go back to Hogwarts. We are now like hunting Voldemort full fucking time. We are doing this. We are hunting We are hunting We are hunting We are not hunting Voldemort at all. You're right. Hunting Horcruxes. But yeah, the, the, the structure is different. So the whole I, book. And the he's like, oh, yeah. 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 He's just, he's just doing crotch chops on Dumbledore's fucking yeah, coffin can we, can for we like just, 80% of the book. And then just, he goes back to Hogwarts. Can we talk about like where the fuck did Horcruxes come from? Like, what? Out uh, of J.K. Are, Rowling's ass. Well, because she, one. no, she came at it in book fucking two. Because it is, oh, yeah, it is of the, revealed yeah, yeah, yeah. that book two, like that diary that Ginny Weasley has, is a horcrux. That's not what I mean. I mean, where the fuck did she get the idea of horcruxes? Oh, no so actually, I have Oh, an like in the real world? No fucking idea. I have an interesting anecdote about that. Um, I Ooh. believe, now look, this is my, my opinion. I think she gets it from the same, so to be fair, horcruxes I think are very original for the most part idea. The fact that, he's, him, that yeah. he split it up into these seven pieces that he must that he must destroy before he can kill him. But I think that that comes from something that is very common amongst other mythologies, which is there have been other creatures that what they do is they remove their heart from their own body. And you have to destroy the heart before mm. you can kill them. Mm-hmm. They become immortal by removing their heart. Yes. And I know I, I can tell from Taylor's like reaction. Davy Jones like in, Davy Jones. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Like yeah. Tubble yeah. Blubba oh. in Paper Mario. I got a jar like of that yeah, weird of character from the gates that hit Netflix, not original what? sitcom supernatural show. It, it's all over the place. What? I'm done. I'm done. This is this yeah, is a, lich, liches are the biggest classic. Example. Yes, and not you know how I normally know where this comes from. I don't. I cannot for the life of me figure out where it comes from. This idea that mm-hmm. if you remove your heart, they have to destroy the heart before they can kill you. I don't know where, what the original source yeah. is. If you but can she, find it, oh, please let me know. Because I've been she, looking for it. I've been looking for it. She just took it. And That's something to figure out. Cooler. Yes, it made. So much I think cooler. we 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 plugged it. I think J.K. Rowling does make it much cooler. The idea that you you know, split your soul in some sort of like horrifyingly visceral act. The act of murder. You have to murder. kill someone. the act of murder itself murder is the only thing. And your soul splits apart. People getting murdered. I also yep. one like that 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 is the ultimate sin to murder another human being in cold blood. Mm-hmm. That's what you have, and then you have to take advantage of that moment uh, for your own selfish. So it basically needs. has like, to be premeditated. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, I think that's what it is. because she she makes it like you literally have to kill someone for no other reason than to than further to... your own means, which yeah. is exactly what he does every single time. It's never like I saved mm-hmm. myself, I bettered myself, I whatever. It's just no, I literally yeah. I want to murder myself. Uh, the yeah. book, the book uh, that they call it is like the darkest art. Uh, is the only is the, the book that uh, Dumbledore takes out of the Hogwarts Library, which describes Horcruxes. Um, but no, Jorge, that would be a fun thing to investigate. Again, shameless plug for a podcast, which will eventually be happening, is to come up with this, to determine, like, bibliographically, what is this first instance of the idea that where something removes its heart and you have to destroy the heart before you can remove it, this lich sort of history. I don't know about that concept, but that podcast you should expect in June or July of next year, of this year now. But it is 2019. Just about. June or July, some year that has a two at the front. I don't know. Yep. We all got a couple of projects coming up. We got Brian with his his movie podcast coming up. We got Jorge and I with our, uh, you know, with our podcast coming up. So, you know, just be on the lookout, guys. But coming back to Harry (laughs) Potter. (laughs) um, Plug over. Oh, God. All right. 
plug over. Uh-huh. But no, I like I like. I mean, let me ask this one: Are you guys satisfied with the way that Harry Potter ends? Because I am. Yes. Um. Overall, I am. In general, satisfied. I am more satisfied with the book than I am the movie, but I am satisfied with both 100%. So the movie ended. That was cool <laughs> that it ended. I liked that. <laughs> I liked the part where it was it. over. <laughs> oh, are we going to get into like the weird epilogue? It, no, just, stop. Yeah. No, please. No, I mean, the epilogue was like fucking fine, but I'm just, aside from like, uh, Cursed Child and Fantastic Beasts and all like nope. Nope. everything before. Oh, none of those things yeah, exist for me. Not a single none one. Of those exist for a minute and like just specifically with the ending of the book. Yes, they she like everything that I wanted to be was brought to a close, and everything mm-hmm. that I also wanted to be answered was not brought to a close. But I was left wondering, and that's exactly what I wanted all along. Was for there to be more Harry Potter for me to wonder about, you know, like for there to be yeah. more for all of us fans to just fucking talk about on Reddit or MuggleNet <laughs> or whatever for like Don't say that. more years. <laughs> Don't say <laughs> So what I can say yes. is largely about Neville Longbottom and the actor who played him. Mm-hmm. Matt something. Matthew Lewis. Thank I you. I was watching very specific. I like that you say that with such indignation. Like because I he's should know. So who. Oh, Brian, you pull the hot. same shit on us. I do pull the same so, shit on you. Deathly Hollows one. I took special note. Neville still split toothed and weird headed. <laughs> largely, it's something. Maybe something about British people, but largely they grow their forehead his, first and then they grow into it. You know. His his mouth does belong in the big book of British smiles. So I think, yeah. I, I I think maybe that. they were doing it on purpose for his character. Yeah. Honestly, no, but. I'm I'm pretty sure that they gave him false teeth. And if they, they definitely, I'm yeah. so sorry, Matthew Lewis. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Either way, Deathly Hollows two, something different happens. For yeah. most of it, he still got the cheeks. He gets dead sexy. You know, he still got the Neville cheeks. He still got the toothy gap at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But it's. I don't think it's right. Let's so it's no, when it Nagini shows up and he comes down with the sword on Nagini. Yes. I don't think it's because he does that. It but is. something once he's finished driving the sword through Nagini, he stands up and you look at him, the tooth gap is gone. Yeah, like his he goes cheeks into main are gone, mode. his face is like straight and handsome. Yeah, just... And then the monologue he gives after that like he gets dead sex. You see him one more time after that and he's just like he's looking so good, Absolutely, dude. Like, I'm like, yo, it's look. I'm not, I'm not a fanboy. I didn't, you know, I didn't read the mm-hmm. books or whatever. I didn't like. It's there's no other reason why it should matter besides that but, they literally changed the way he looked before yeah. and after he killed Nagini. Yeah, so like I think he that just, moment he got hotter at that moment on exactly. purpose, which is crazy. It's awesome. Which you know he does. Um, I think he. I think he yeah. really does. I think that's a big moment. Like, oh shit, you came in with a sword and killed Voldemort's yes. snake. Like, shit, yes. brother. I, no, that's, yeah. that's exactly I do dig it. that. Yeah, that's exactly it. And now go Google a picture of Matthew Lewis and see. everybody listening. <laughs> no, sure, sure. Go look up a picture yes. of Matthew Lewis. But I think what happened was that he got hot years before that. And they were like, we're going to ugly him We're going to artificially we're gonna, kept him ugly. Yeah, we're going to artificially split your teeth up. 
Yep. We're going to fucking Here, puff up your teeth. face and shit. Some, and we're yeah. going to keep you looking kind of like you used to Some look all weird and shit right up until the hottest moment. And then we're going to yeah. blast this shit wide open. And then we're going to go full Matt. Li- exactly. Yeah. Um, I do love. I really like uh, Neville in that one. Um, I think he's slowly. The, the, the cool part about Neville as a character is that he is slowly just in the background built his own character arc and story and sort of things um i always love the little thing about the prophecy being vague enough to kind of fit uh or potentially to oh, a fit yeah. neville or yeah. harry they leave that out they leave yeah. that out of uh so yeah. that's yeah, of actually a wonderful one of my favorite points oh, that and also, dumbledore brings yeah. up is that uh, so? The difference, the only difference, because they are both born at the end of the July. Mm-hmm. They're both born of parents that you know uh, fight Defied, against uh, Dumbledore. F- Dumbledore, uh, Dumbledore. Fight against Voldemort. Defy Dumbledore. Uh, you fuck but you, Albus. Dumbledore. Out of here. Sorry, but because Dumbledore makes the point, like, no, he didn't choose the pure blood. He chose the person like himself, who was a half blood, and that's the person yeah. he saw himself in. And so there, he made you and marked you as his equal and just like oh no Voldemort never got over this weird anxiety of his own blood purity because Mm -hmm. white nationalism doesn't work thank you so much for that quick little like we we had to look it up because me and Jorge were like okay so we get what a pure blood is we get what a muggleborn is what is a half blood a half blood is every single person in the wizarding universe who is not pure blood or a muggleborn which means that's exactly it means right. Literally so every blood. person besides Muggleborn. Mo- most people. I don't. I yeah. truly don't unless there unless are you any are literally that exists in what, the universe. You can. Uh, there there's so few of them. There's like twelve families. No, I know. Uh, we and looked, you can look we it up on Pottermore, but that's so it. We it up but that's it. There's according to Pottermore, there is the sacred twenty eight. Well, it's really interesting because it's like Abbott and you're like, oh, shit, Hannah Abbott and like Avery, like, oh, shit, that guy was a death eater. And it lists all these families. But what Jorge was reading is was in uh, Tales of Beale Bard. According to like Tales of Beale Bard is that like basically most uh, pureblood families are not pureblood because they probably lied about having a muggle. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but. It was such they're, a ridiculous demand that, like, your your family tree starts splitting so yes. quickly, you know, and then, yes. like, nobody anywhere yeah. up in those fucking millions of combinations yeah. could have possibly had a muggle born. Yeah. So, that's Well, that's exactly, that's like, what point. I think they critique when they, in the fifth book, when they're looking at the, the most ancient and noble house of black and how many people are oh, just burned out, like, out. as if you put a cigarette right against it. I think that's that's an absolutely yeah. right yeah. point to make. It's ridiculous. It's that the whole, I mean, critique on it. Well, it's the same fucking shit we have in America right now, this idea. Uh-oh. Well, it's the same shit we had in 1933, Weimar Republic, when Nazism is coming really out. This whole really idea great. of some sort of, air, like, purity yeah, totally. of any sort of race is ridiculous because it's, yeah. it's untrue. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. There's always it's arbitrary. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Oh, but I did love that Neville is also, in terms of the movies, the only other person. Only he and Harry pull the sword of Gryffindor out of the sorting hat. I like in and the movie. They're the only two Gryffindors it. who ever Look, earn it. He's and fucking awesome. bossing it that whole time. Oh, well, no. He, That's the fucking he's fucking he, killing it. He holds <laughs> the sorting it. hat for so long before he picks up the sword. Like, he like is like going through the rubble. And then he's like, yeah. oh, a fucking oh, hat. A sorting hat. Cool. And then he's like, oh, I guess I have the sorting incorrect. hat now. And then, no, this is not incorrect. He, this no, no, no. Is not this is Harry. This, this is totally correct. This is totally correct. This is totally correct. I know. That's literally what happens, but keep going. Yes. And then he has 
the fucking hat. And then, like, two full scenes later, he's like, what is this? What is this that is heavy in the hat now? What is this glinting? It's the sword. Do you nah. remember a Neville, few scenes Neville earlier just pulls, when you heard no, a Neville, sound Neville and you were just like, pulls what was that? that? Shit out. It was, they literally made the shink of the sword. And it was Neville <laughs> looked in the hat and he saw the sword was in there. And then he closed back up the hat. And he was like, let me hold on Held to this it. for the perfect okay. time. No, I yeah. did not notice that. Yes, you heard the when sound. Was the part- and you literally said, what was that? And I was like, oh, you wait. Okay, okay. To be fair, Jorge, this is where we're going to dog you. Because that is not what happens in the goddamn yeah, movie. In the goddamn the movies. book. We're not talking about the movies. Well, you enjoy <laughs> your fucking Hollywood version of the yeah, actual I am story. Yeah, so you're saying he, that's what I'm talking quite, about. A lot of enjoyment. Yeah. Shannon's, Shannon's description of what happens in in the but book of Chamber about the movies, of Secrets is right. I was talking about the movies. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I like the part where Voldemort makes Neville put on the Sorting Hat and then sets it on fire on his head. Yeah, that sounds right to me. And then that motherfucker from the flame. <laughs> then he sorting pulls hat, up the sword. I like the, the part where I threw sword. myself yes. off the top of the astronomy tower because I couldn't handle this. Dude, I literally <laughs> need to bring this to an end before I go dark wizard on everybody. Oh my god! All right. Well, we talked about all seven <gasps> Harry sort Potter of. books, and to a lesser extent on Jorge's part, some of the mm-hmm. movies. But we, so let's wrap it up. Let's I wrap guess. it up. Let's wrap it up. Shannon. Shannon, I want we you to make the final the judgment for either of the Deathly Hallows. Oh no, no. Well, so let's let's make uh, the final judgment on the last book. Some more points. How are the points awarded? Uh, so far, I've seen Brian to be the only <laughs> one who can do it unimpeded by the opinions of other people. <laughs> I think that yes! is an absurd. System. I think yes, Brian yes, yes. should point. I mean, I you, so- as you said, it's just one more book. Brian, hand out the points. I sow the seeds, and then I get to fucking pull them out. Um, I do I believe. Say I brought up a lot of deets. Greatness again, about, has like, been the brought up of the in this final book. Uh, to Ravenclaw and the noblest of. <laughs> <laughs> Which we don't mention that the diadem of Ravenclaw no. is literally the second to last horcrux. It's a fucking diadem, though. So the, oh, thank no. you, thank you, thank you. It's a beautiful Dude, no, diadem. The diadem is amazing. If anything, that's like the Gen- second most badass of the horcruxes. Hufflepuff gets a cup yeah, for fuck's sake. I'm gonna say, Dude, I, yo, I can or drink booze out of a cup. I can drink booze out of a diadem. Not with that attitude, you can't. Fair. For genius and relentless sticking to facts and silly points that are great. I'm going to say 75 points to Ravenclaw. To Ravenclaw. 75 to Ravenclaw. points. Ravenclaw. Good old one. Okay. Don't say it to the end. I didn't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it to the end. For the fiercest loyalty I have seen to the books and a diehard commitment to getting things right, no matter the struggle, I'm going to say 85 points to Hufflepuff. Solid. Very solid. Very solid. And for courage under fire. Oh, good quote. For battling back against the forces of book purism. Not a quote, but that's okay. To fight for a true end in terms of the films. 95 points to Gryffindor. All right. Classic. 
fucking deus ex machina. Gryffindor gets all these points at the end, but whatever. That's fine. Calm down, and 150 buddy. points to Slytherin. Yeah, all right. I knew that shit was coming up. How many points is in there? No, that was that was a joke. That was a joke. I'm not awarding points to myself. Absolutely not. I'm not that. No, I'll give you a solid 75 uh, points. Yeah, sure. Give him an 80. Uh, I just love that. I, just, everyone I would say their shit. 100 points to Slytherin. Wow. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> 75. Absolutely. I say 80. I love these the point dealing the tra- the, the, the day traders on points. Ah, oh, fuck that! I'll okay. give you seventy five for a slip. Let's wrap this bitch up. Yes, the yeah. house cup. Let me give the points. The house cup ultimately is awarded. Oh wait, sorry. Go ahead. The house cup goes to Hufflepuff. Woo! As a hey. As it does I think so is that their belong. first win in a century? Probably. Oh, for us, yeah. yeah. But... No, in the land of Harry Potter, when did yeah. Hufflepuff fucking win? Yeah, no, Hufflepuff never won. Hufflepuff deserves a win, so everybody yeah, clap. Yeah, yeah. Excellent finders, finders of house points. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Oh, so I want everyone to know. Uh, while we were we recorded these all in one night uh, earlier this That's week, and what you're listening to later in the week, magic. You guys are good. pulling the curtain uh, behind, and we had a really good time doing it. As always, um, it's time to bring us to the ultimate question. And Shannon, I want you to be the authority on this question. The authority. You have the authority. Those vampires had the one to authority. On the subject of Harry Potter, are we friends? On my authority, I I literally have to say yes. I, if <laughs> you I don't ha- did, no, you don't have to. I no 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 no. I if it was a no, we wouldn't be here. You know. Yeah, what I mean, it's a fair point. Bean? It's a fair point. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> we we. No, we I know what you mean, Vern. I know what you mean. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, we are. We are all. I smell what you're stepping in. I smell what you're stepping in. On the topic of Harry Potter, I don't like that. What do you guys think? All right, Jorge, what do you think? Oh me? Oh, absolutely fucking not. (laughs) Brian, no, 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 no. don't move past me. No, no, you don't get to do that. Fine. No, 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 we're staying on me. If you want to gloss your point, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm so fucking exhausted. We're letting it sink in. Absolutely not. I love Harry Potter, and I get to love it in my own way. And y'all don't get to tell me in which way I need to love it. Yeah, so you know do. what? I God, will... What a classic Gryffindor. It's got to be my way. It's got to <laughs> yeah. be my way. No, he's saying. <laughs> I don't care, Actually, dude. you know what? You're such a I'm Harry with the Gryffindor Potter, on this dude. one. I will oh, read every Potter. last oh. inch of the, every one of these books, and I will get to talk to it in my own way. Nobody will ever be able to tell me I'm not good enough of a Harry Potter fan because that's an awful thing to tell someone. Okay. Oh, tell someone hey, notice how none of us ever said that to you. Notice how none of us ever said that to you. You might say that to him, and I'm the Slytherin. That's what I have to say. God. Classic victim card, just like Gryffindors like to pull. Oh, God, we're Gryffindors. We're so good that everyone hates us. Oh, isn't it? Woe is me. Oh, my God. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say I'm friends with everyone 
on Harry Potter. I don't know if we're all collectively friends, but I'm friends with each of you on I Harry agree. Potter. I agree. You you were a good For friend sure. to me during this, Brian. Of course, of course I got you, dude. Come on. I mean, I fucking watched the movies with you, so I thought we Tail. were friends, but I guess not, dude. <laughs> the betrayal. She was not the a betrayal. good friend to me during these viewings. Are you kidding uh, ta- me? During the movie. Taylor. All right, we're definitely not friends now. <laughs> All right. I'm just I'm going to say no, yes. you Taylor, you don't get to say I shit. Said. You already oh. said yes. No, you absolutely get to give him a turn if you. Oh, oh, yeah, God. his turn was yes. His turn. Was he thinks all is yes. equal amongst us, and he said yes. No, no. The reason the reason that it's yes is that we all like the oh, the shit. mythos of Harry Potter for different reasons. Jorge, you know, stopped <laughs> halfway through and only on. watched the movies. Brian Stop. did his thing, and I, you know, recently read the books. And so we all have our oh, own reasons for liking did these movies. No, Shannon, Shannon, honest to God, has an encyclopedic knowledge, the yeah. like of which none of us could ever hope no, to attain of Harry Potter. He thinks he has a better knowledge because he read it more recently. Yeah. He also just completely dismissed you. Yeah. He didn't even Shannon bring it Shannon literally back. proved that wrong. I Shannon had to bring liter- you back in. Shannon literally proved that wrong. Status, dude. <laughs> yeah, no. She wouldn't flip out on him. Yeah, exactly. Shannon literally proved that wrong. She won the House Cup. Fair and square, she, she won the House no. Cup. She absolutely yeah. won the House, won the house Cup fair and square, for sure. Totally. That part was real. All right. Everybody, <laughs> Shan, we want to, from Are We Friends, I think the three of us very much want to reach a a big old thank you out to Shannon. Shannon, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, I am at if you want. Sharnin Blarnin. <laughs> on Instagram. Of course you are. <laughs> uh, we'll post that somewhere. Uh, Shannon yeah, it'll X be in the link. Reagan on Twitter. That's Reagan, R-A-G-A-N. Not like the uh-huh. dumb president. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, maybe I'll have a podcast one day. Yo, hell yeah. Shannon is uh, one it. of our very favorite people to collaborate with. She is a dear friend of all of us and a lover of one of us. And um, <laughs> we are very, very oh, happy to have her. Uh, yeah, who is a great question? Uh, if you find can out guess next time, whose lover I am, please tweet <laughs> underscore Are We Friends with your guess. Yeah, fucking fair, Jesus. <laughs> I'm gonna pass. We out, love you guys dude. all very much. Oh. As always, you can find oh. us on the worldwide Muggle Web <laughs> on r we friendscom or you can oh. find us on Twitter and Instagram at underscore oh. Are We Friends, all one word. Reach out to us. We really do like to hear from you guys. Um, and we're gonna all disapparate now, but we shall be back. Do you know what it's called? Like that next week. Are you? What's our names? My name. Oh my has God, been Taylor! <laughs> I solemnly swear that I'm your co-co-host, Brian. I honestly, dude, I started begging to be more, but no, I'm still just Jorge. And we'll reapparate to you next week. Thank you guys so much. Take care. Mischief managed. <laughs>